the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Numerous times in the Gospels, we hear our Lord Jesus Christ say these words before he teaches the truth. Let him who has ears to hear, let him hear. In other words, let them receive the very words of the word of God, revealing God himself into their very being. Let him who has ears to hear, let him hear. At the beginning of Matins and at the beginning of Vespers, from Psalm 51, which is a psalm of repentance, we hear these words. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth will show forth thy praise. Now listen to both of those. Open our ears to receive that we may hear, and open our mouths that we may give praise for all that we have received. In our gospel reading today, a man is brought to our Lord Jesus Christ who could do neither. He could not hear, and he could not speak. Let's hear that testimony of his healing, of his healing from the Gospel of St. Mark in chapter 7. Then they brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. And they begged him to put his hand on him. And he took him aside from the multitude, and he put his fingers in his ears, and he spat and he touched his tongue. Then looking up to heaven, he sighed. And he said to him, Ephatha, that is, be open. Immediately his ears were opened. And the impediment of his tongue was loosed. And he spoke plainly. You know, there's something we hear the testimony of this man sealing that goes unnoticed by us most times. Of this man who could not hear and speak. You know, we see clearly Christ putting his fingers in his ears, spitting and touching his tongue. We see the man's ears open, his tongue loosed. But the part that I think we skip over just a little bit, we ought to take notice of, is that just before he heals the man, it says that Jesus looked up to heaven and he sighed. He sighed. And then he healed the man. When it says he sighed, that word means this. He groaned within himself. He lamented over the suffering of this man. He sighed out of God's pain for that man's condition. What we're seeing is the beautiful picture that we see so often all through the Gospels. When Christ heals in this way. Where it says Christ had compassion for them. You just saw the definition of his compassion. God aching on his very insides over the condition, not only of this man, but God aching over the condition of each one of us. Because, my friends, our Lord did not create that man to be deaf and dumb. And he didn't create us to be deaf and dumb spiritually either. He created us far for far better and greater things. And the particular brokenness of this man that we want to look at today says something of the essence of what was truly lost by every one of us in the fall of man, but also at the same time it proclaims to us through Christ what is being restored to us by the experience of God in our lives. Because in paradise, mankind was not created broken like this. And in fact, mankind, if we boiled it down, we could say that mankind was created for two primary things. Number one, mankind was created to be receivers of the revelation of God. 
by direct fellowship with God as he walked with them and voiced himself to them in the garden. We were created to receive that revelation of God into ourselves by that fellowship and grow to know him more and more all throughout eternity. The second primary thing we were created for was that we were created to be expressors of what we received from him. We were created to express God himself as we received him into ourselves, to express it, to become it, to be made like him and shine forth with the nature and the likeness of God before all that he had created in that paradise. We were created to eternally magnify, to eternally glorify God through our very being. So it could be said very clearly and very truly that we were created both to receive God and to bear Him, deliver Him, magnify Him, express Him through our lives. And when this man was brought before the Lord, our Lord looked upon him with grief in his heart. The church fathers tell us that Jesus grieved because this man could not do either purpose for which I just mentioned that man was created in the beginning. He could not hear the beautiful words of God. He couldn't hear it with his ears. And because of this, he could not proclaim from his mouth all the joy that comes from receiving the fullness that God pours into him. He could do neither. My friends, we come today when we look at this healing, we have the blessing of seeing just how incredibly physical and tangible, not just spiritual, is Christ's healing in our lives. The experience we can have of that healing of us all. Because in the inheritance of the fall of man, that is the inheritance that each of us inherited by birth, we inherited the inability to receive the divine revelation of God by the experience of union and direct fellowship with Him. And because we could not receive it, the tongue of our very lives could not express anything glorious about it. Starting to see this. We had these inabilities. Which is why Christ our God became so utterly and so completely physical and human. Undoubtedly taking every aspect of our broken humanity upon himself. And joining it to his divinity to restore both of these created abilities within us. I want you to hear the words of St. Ephraim who puts this far greater than I ever could. Quite frankly I think anyone ever. When he speaks on the healing of the deaf man, I think you're going to be hard-pressed to find a greater expression of just how physical Christ our God became in the incarnation so that we could be touched by him, receive him into ourselves and find healing. Listen to the beautiful words of St. Ephraim the Syrian. He said, that power which may not be handled came down and clothed itself in members that may not be touched. Stop there because you just heard the fullness of the incarnation. That power which may not be handled came down and clothed itself in members that may not, that may be touched. That the desperate may draw near to him. That in touching his humanity, they may know his divinity. For that speechless man the Lord healed with fingers of his body. He put fingers into the man's ears and touched his tongue. 
At that moment, with fingers that may be touched, he touched the Godhead that could never have been touched. Immediately, this loosed the string of his tongue, he says, and opened the clogged doors of his ears, for the very architect of the body and the designer of all flesh had come so personally to him. And with his gentle voice, tenderly opened up his obstructed ears. Then his mouth, which had been so closed up that it could not give birth to one word, gave birth to extended praise to him who had made its barrenness fruitful. You want to know salvation? You just heard it. By Christ incarnate, joining us to himself, we the desperate draw near, and what we never could touch before because of the fall of man can now be touched, can now be experienced, we can now receive into our very being, and as our lives are transformed, our tongue is loose to express the God who touched us. That, my friends, is salvation. That's Christianity 101. And we see this. And you should ask yourself, why do we see this? Why do we see this very scene in the baptismal services of the church? Because we do. When the priest, showing what Christ is doing, touches the ear of the one to be baptized. And by the way, this act is from the very early church's baptismal services. When Christ touches the ears, as the priest does... The priest says, Ephatha, be opened. And then he touches the nose of the person saying, for a savor of spiritual sweetness. Why? Because at our baptism, Christ our God is overturning what we inherited from the fall so that we can regain all of Christ and his kingdom into our lives. No longer will we be deaf to hear and receive the continual revelation of our God. And no longer will we be unable to savor the sweet aroma of Christ and his fragrance in our lives. That is to be experienced. We can eternally receive him over and over and more and more get to know him. And therefore, just as our ears have been opened and we receive, now because of that experience, we can begin to express him in this world to one another to the world outside of the ark of salvation so that they may know Christ the healer and be faced with him. You see, by our healing, by our having our tongues loosed by that healing, we are being remade. We are refashioned by the God who created us from the beginning and we're made new, new as of old, if you get what I'm saying. This is why, my friends, in the very worship of God that we experience time and time again, that the worship of God is not mental alone. It is entirely a physical experience of Christ and his salvation. We smell the fragrance of Christ and the fragrance of the incense. And with our eyes, we look upon that incense that lifts up to God, showing us that actively and now the prayers that we as the priesthood of all believers are offering to Christ are most certainly being heard by his ears that are never closed. And we look upon the sanctuary and we see the unfolding of the experience of remembrance of the fullness of the incarnation. Christ becoming man, Christ coming to us in the gospel. 
Christ being with us, we experience these things. Our ears hear the voice of Christ in the divine liturgy. And we receive that into ourselves. We experience within our very being the freeing mercy, forgiveness, and empowerment of our Lord Jesus Christ. The mercy that he gives. And with bread and wine, perfectly physical, we touch him. And he touches us. And as we receive that touch into our lives, there is healing. There is restoration. There is remission of sins. And there is the giving of divine power to become like him and become those expressors of him. I would say this. The journey of the, every Christian is seen. I'd say the journey and the salvation of every Christian is seen in the healing of this deaf and mute man. Our ears are always being made more and more open to receive more of Christ into our lives. And thus, our, the, the tongue that is our life is loose to express Him and magnify Him and glorify Him all of our days. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.